The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, In those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you. This generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Do you ever have those weeks where you wake up on Friday and you say, wait, it was just Monday? It's kind of how this last week has been. And reflecting on what to preach on, there's been lots of things going on like within the diocese, within the world. Last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, The diocese dedicated three days to kind of educating on how to accompany or do a better job at loving those people who experience same-sex attraction. And it was a great kind of three days. Then last... Friday, Father Heaslip in the Religious Education Office, he showed us all the survey that he did in the schools of seniors and then freshmen at the Newman Center, kind of to find out where our kids are on these and similar issues. We're working on an article for the Register that should be out next week. But the information was very telling. Because, for the most part, people know what the church teaches. 
But then there was a wide berth of people who said, well, I'm not really sure I'm with the church on marriage. The question, do you think same-sex unions are okay? It was about 35% said yes, and another 15 or so percent said, I don't know. Which was interesting. But what might have been more interesting was that 100% of those people who said either yes or I don't know have a friend or a family member who experiences same-sex attraction. And so the real question is, how do I love this person? And then there's the terrorist attack that happened in Paris in the last that we've all been watching on the news over the last couple of days. So all of those things sort of stirred in my heart as I was looking at the fact that we are in the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time in the first reading. says, it shall be a time unsurpassed in distress since nations began until that time. And the book of Daniel is a book about apocalyptic, it's apocalyptic literature. It's about the end times. And this time of the liturgical year, we're always focused on the end times. Jesus talks about that fact that he could come back at any time, that the Son of Man will come. At the moment we least expect, only the Father knows. And in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will be falling from the sky. And although we don't know if we're living in the end times, we certainly are living in a time of a lot of tribulation, a lot of confusion, a lot of distress. We live in a time where loneliness is off the charts. We live in a time where family life is disintegrating. Parents aren't really sure what their kids are doing. We don't feel connected. Many people in older generations live in a lot of distress because their children or their grandchildren have strayed from the faith. And in these times, the only answer to all of these questions is to go deeper into the heart of Jesus. It's to go deeper into the heart of Jesus. When our Lord says, in this time of tribulation, the Son of Man will come, it's a sign of great hope that we should be going towards Him because He is the source of our peace. He is the source of our love. He is the source of our joy. He's the answer to our loneliness. And all of these things are also happening within the context of the year of mercy, which will begin in just about two weeks. And Pope Francis has called for this year of mercy. And what is the year of mercy? 
The year of mercy is a year for us all to focus on the mercy that our Lord has for us. On the love of our Lord, which gives the capacity to change our hearts. To cut through all of the trials and tribulations that we're going through and communicate that message of joy and peace and acceptance. It's an amazing time in the history of the world that Pope Francis has focused so much on this theme of mercy because it's mercy that brings conversion. And the one thing we can do to prepare for our Lord to come in this Advent season is to focus on our Lord's mercy for us and the conversion that he wants to work in our hearts. How he wants to break open our hearts so that we can live that life of joy and happiness and peace. And we all should reflect on what are we going to do to experience that during this year of mercy. Because there's a temptation that the year of mercy become the year of altruism. You know, just simply a year to do nice things for other people. I'm going to focus on feeding the hungry. I'm going to, so I'm going to go to the soup kitchen. We're going to volunteer at the soup kitchen. I'm going to focus on clothing the naked. We're going to like clean out our closets and take are closed to Catholic social services. Those are important acts of mercy, but they can easily become altruism, just simply like charitable things. If they're not a response to what our Lord has done in our lives, if they're not a response that's generated by our own conversions, it's generated by our own conversions, You know, when we had those study days about how to accompany those with same-sex attraction, what was most interesting were there were two witness talks, one from Andrew Comiskey, who's been running a ministry for people with any kind of sexual brokenness for about 30 years. And he told the story of how he came to know the Lord. And when he tells this story, it's really a story about mercy. He talks about going to his mom and expressing these feelings and how she did not condemn him. She simply said, I know a lot of people who live that way and I just always wanted more for you. That's all she said. And he describes that as leaving enough space for him to find Jesus. And then he became part of a Christian community. Even though he was a sinner, he became part of this Christian community in an evangelical church. And it was his involvement with people who were committed to the Lord, his friendships that were developing with men who were committed to the Lord that drew him towards our Lord. And he ended up leaving his sin behind and going towards the Lord and running after the Lord. There's another young man who gave a similar story. It was the experience of mercy. It was the experience of, these people love me even though I'm a sinner. 
And that's the gospel message that St. Paul preaches while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it led them out of this life of loneliness, this culture where everybody was dying around them, into a peace and joy and acceptance that they had never imagined possible. Those are stories of hope. They're stories of hope. One of the topics that came up in the survey that Father Heeslip gave or was exposure to the dark places on the internet. And we found that the statistics are pretty much the same as the national statistics. Like it's about age 8, 9, 10, 11. Some were even before 8. But then the question came about, if you have been exposed to those dark places on the internet, do your parents know? And 75% said no. My parents never found out. Which if I was a parent, I would be shocked and really want to know that. Not so I can punish my kids, so that I can be an image of Christ's mercy in their lives. That's it. To have mercy on them. To be an image of the mercy of God. That says, I'm sorry that happened to you. I will always be here for you. You can always come to me. You're not going to get in trouble. I just want to help you. To know the truth and beauty and goodness of love. That would be an amazing thing to do during the Year of Mercy as a family. I think it's Scott Hahn. Every once a month they have Amnesty Day in their family. It's like a day of mercy. And on Amnesty Day, the kids can come and they can say anything that they've done, anything that they're struggling with, any mistakes they've made, and they're not going to get in trouble. Mom and Dad just want to help you. It's a great witness to mercy and the kind of mercy that leads to conversion. Now, really, going to confession is like Amnesty Day. It's when we go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. We go and we say, this is everything that I've done. And we hear the words, I absolve you. Jesus Christ loves you. Experience the facts that while you were a sinner, Christ loved you. And allow the love of our Lord to draw you into himself, into that place of light and happiness and peace. Because it's there that we actually find joy. And we need conversion in the church during this year of mercy. Because it's easy for us to look at the world around us and get intimidated, or we can become afraid, or we can worry about where is our culture going. But the one thing we have control over is our own conversion, the conversion of our families. The church needs saints who have surrendered their life to our Lord in such a way that they actually become a light to the nations. 
that we actually become a light in the darkness. And so as we prepare for this season of Advent coming up in a couple of weeks, for the year of mercy which starts on December 8th, let us pray for the grace to commit ourselves to that kind of transformation and conversion that our Lord wants to work in our own hearts. So that every time we hear the name of Jesus, we can't help but to radiate joy. That when we receive the Eucharist, we recognize that our Lord has already come into the world again and again and again and again and again. So that our conversion, our transformation, will indeed allow us to be a light that shines in the darkness and draws all nations, all people, all of our family members back into the heart of Jesus, where there is community and life and love and joy and peace.